We take a moment to think about those who lie on beds of illness, who could use a bracha, a blessing of healing, knowing that we're thinking of them and hoping for a quick and speedy recovery for them. Uh, today, the synagogue's thinking of Veronica Sanchez, Abby Sanders Mintz, Marlene Fulmer, Michelle Jean, David Ian Cook, Bill Scott, Rusty Holden, Anne Quadri, Shoshana Rivka Batzvihana, Percy Ramos Sr., Lee Ray Fernandez, Julie Mayer. But if you're thinking of someone as well, as I point my talit in your direction, please call out their name and we'll make that Misha Beirach for healing. Amen. May that presence of holiness give healing of body and spirit to those uh, who lie in beds of illness, support their loved ones, and guide their caretakers to help them. May they have comfort and God willing healing. And again, let us say, Amen. Amen. Well, can one person make a difference in the world? Can you do things to be impactful? You know, we can all pick our task. What's that thing? And sometimes you re never realize the, the bracha, the blessing you were meant to bring to someone else. Well, I remember meeting Minna Miller for the first time in my office in Seattle, Washington, and her describing her vision for music of remembrance. And this idea of using the arts and the music uh, not uh, to be sad, but to bring to life that which was lost in the Shoah, and to have artists say, Hinenu, here we are, we're back, our art is living. Uh, whether it was a Jewish person who was lost in the Shoah, whether it was a, a non-Jewish homosexual who was lost in the Shoah, or whether it's something we have to learn from the Shoah and think about other tragic and horrific experiences of the human condition that we want to stop. So she created music of remembrance and it's been so impactful and amazing. And she's at work now on bringing that very, very successful Pacific Northwest program here to San Francisco. And I'm so honored to have her come. She's an excellent teacher. Have her be on the bima here to welcome her husband, David, to San Francisco as well. And to encourage you, after you hear her, to take part and learn and participate in the programs that will take place at the various consulates and the fantastic concert that will take place. She'll tell you the exact date uh, just in about 10 days or so. So please welcome Minna to our bima.
It's a great honor and privilege to be at Congregation Emmanuel, um, and I especially want to thank Rabbis Jonathan and Beth for this invitation to share the work of Music of Remembrance. They're actually part of this story. They were our wonderful rabbis at Seattle's Temple Beth Am 20 years ago when we founded Music of Remembrance. And their guidance and wisdom helped lay a foundation on which we're still building and for which we'll always be grateful. Thank you so very much. Perhaps some of you already know about us, not only from the small introduction, but in May 2015, Music of Remembrance actually played a concert at Congregation Emmanuel as part of the Music at Meyer series. And since then, we've been back every year in the spring to give a concert at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music. The Bay Area community is very dear to our hearts. It's a second home with family and close friends. Well, music remembrance fills a unique role throughout the world by remembering the Holocaust through music. It's been more than seven decades since the end of the Third Reich, the defeat of the Third Reich, and we're still struggling to absorb the meanings of horrors that defy comprehension. But what is learning without memory? And how do we remember through music? Well, our music is more different than most people expect and more varied. But every work helps tell a story. Some of it comes from composers who had the courage to continue creating extraordinary music, even while trapped in ghettos and concentration camps. Although they perished, their music remains as witness to their extraordinary courage. And some of it comes from composers whose works were banned by the Nazis as degenerate, either because of their ideas or their Jewish identities. And our programs help recover silenced voices. All of our concerts pay tribute to a priceless legacy that the world cannot afford to lose. You know, sometimes people tell us they're afraid our music will be sad or depressing. Then they come to a concert and they realize it's not at all. It's all about courage and hope and heroism. And it's not only about Jewish people. It's about everyone who faced oppression and stood up to it. We've played music about heroic free thinkers who dare to speak out, about gay people who endured persecution, about gypsies, about women, about children, about people who made a difference with their lives and about how all of this matters in our world today. Well, besides performing music from the time of the Holocaust, our biggest impact comes from commissioning and performing new Holocaust-inspired works by today's leading composers. Our commissioning program is unique in the world, and through it, we try to explore the lives of people who experience the Holocaust in different ways and in different places. Through music, we try to share stories that challenge people to engage with history and memory in ways that they're unaccustomed and often discomforting. We pose questions rather than give easy answers. 
Well, as Rabbi Jonathan mentioned, we are returning to the Bay Area, and our concert at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music takes place on May 24th. And it's part of our 20th season milestone celebrations. And of course, I hope you'll all be there. And tonight, I'd like to share a few highlights of what will make it special. Well, one of our featured artists, as Cantor Arik mentioned, is soprano Rosalind Barrick. And of course, you all know Roz as Temple Emmanuel's beloved cantor for some 30 years. Well, Roz is also an accomplished stage artist, and at our concert, she'll be interpreting songs that prisoners in the Terezin concentration camp wrote and sang under the noses of their Nazi captors. Some of these songs were actually part of cabaret shows that were staged secretly in places like the potato peeling room of the barracks. They span a range of moods from hope against all odds for survival to um, nostalgic memories of lives and homes left behind to resolute defiance of their captors to mockery of the cruel existence of daily life in the camp. All I can say is that these are inspiring songs that you won't forget. And they give you a glimpse of life in the camp through the hearts and souls of its prisoners. Another work we're going to feature is by the American composer Paul Schoenfield, Sparks of Glory. It's a passionate musical drama, and it's exciting to play and to hear, and it's truly thrilling to bring it to San Francisco a tribute to courageous Holocaust defiance. It is based on four true stories that the Polish-Israeli journalist Moshe Prager recorded in his memoirs. These are accounts of the heroic deeds of people too modest to recognize their own heroism. I was particularly moved when I read the introduction to Moshe Prager's memoirs, I'd like to share the first sentence with you, and I quote. Amid the black clouds which billow out of the holocaust of European Jewry, there are many flying sparks, flashes of human elevation, precious gems of Jewish courage, end quote. I'd like to give you a flavor of some of the stories you will hear in this piece. I'd like to share the last narration with you. Just keep in mind that a true actor will be interpreting this story that I will share, and it will be accompanied by electrifying music that I tend to describe as klezmer on steroids. But to hear that, you have to come to the concert. For now, you just get a taste. The name of this last movement is called Dance of Suffering. Young and old, men, women, and children were to come to an assigned place outside the city limits for a demonstration of torture and abuse. Anyone who did not show up would be shot. If we stayed at home, we were doomed. If we went as ordered, we would be in grave danger, but at least there would be hope. The assembly was held in an abandoned field on the outskirts of the city, completely surrounded by barbed wire. They were in high spirits, laughing uncontrollably. Every one of you will now sing. Sing a happy song, 
see a Hasidic ditty all together. Sing? Is that all they want? But how could people in mortal fear burst into song? How could we bring ourselves to sing to them? We remained silent. We couldn't open our mouths. As we were forced against barbed wire, we bit our tongues to hold back our cries. Sing or die. Sing or die. And one of us began to sing an ancient Hasidic folk song. Let us be reconciled, reconciled. Heavenly Father, let us be reconciled, Heavenly Father. But then someone changed the words of the song and began to sing, let us know we will outlive them, we will outlive them. Our Father, let us know we will outlive them. And the song swept through the entire crowd. Soon all of us were singing and dancing. First, they clapped their hands, but soon they became confused. Is this how subdued people behave? Are they really oppressed? Have they forgotten the pain and humiliation? Stop the singing! Stop the dancing! Stop! Stop! And we danced on and on and on. It's an incredible narration, and the music that accompanies it is amazing, breathtaking. And I hope you'll come to hear it. Well, the Holocaust is a potent reminder of the terrible cost when people remain silent or indifferent, when others are excluded or persecuted for their nationality, ethnicity, faith, or sexuality. Well, this year, District Remembrance has taken a look at people, the experience of people, mostly American citizens, who were taken from their homes and forced into incarceration camps just because of their Japanese ancestry. It's a shameful chapter in the history of our country. On May 24th, at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, we unveil our newest major commission. It's a work titled Gaman. It's by the French-American composer Christophe Chagnard. Gaman refers to the ability to endure unbearable suffering with patience and dignity. The work combines traditional Japanese and Western classical instruments, and it draws on the poetry and images of four artists that created during their captivity in the Minidoka camp. The verses of poet Sumayagi, the imagery of Raja Shimomura, and journal entries and artwork of Kamakichi Tokita and Takuichi Fuji. We're very excited to present this work and we hope that you'll be there. And I'd like to encourage you to come not only to the concert at 7.30, but at 6.45, because Matt Kahn of the American Jewish Committee will lead a conversation with the composer Christophe Chagnard. In conclusion, 
We are nothing without memory. We all want to be remembered for life lived, for legacy left behind. Everyone touched by the Holocaust had a story. Those who perished, and those who survived. Famous people and people little known who were just as important. All of them had dreams, stories to tell, and unanswered questions that still need to be asked. Through music, we try to remind the world that their lives still matter. Thank you so very much.